You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Earlier this year, we spoke to David Lawler from Waterman Coffee to find out more about their coffee blends and how their customers are delivering a meaningful difference to our environment every time they choose to drink them. Let's get the latest news from David's exciting projects. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. David, great to have you back on the programme. It's not that long since we spoke. I think it was just a few months ago before the summer and we were focusing on the ocean, the green ocean coffee. And I'm delighted to be enjoying, let me pronounce it correctly, the Inishini, um beans this morning. Just quickly remind the listeners about green ocean coffee. Great, Sharon. Thanks. It's great to be back with you again and uh, enjoy talking to you last time. So I'm delighted that you're enjoying the Inishini. So uh, the Green Ocean Coffee we launched earlier this year and and they're a range of specialty grade Arabica coffees. Um, But what probably makes them kind of stand apart from, let's say, other premium um, kind of coffees that are available in the marketplace is that this particular brand of coffee is looking to restore uh, the marine uh, environment around the coast of Ireland. So the Inishini is uh, named after an island in Clue Bay. And what we're what we started that process there in 2022 was actually restoring the uh, ancient oyster and seagrass beds uh, in Clue Bay in an area of uh, special area conservation which is closed off to fishing. So I suppose over the generations and over the centuries and probably even millennia, Clube has been an oyster fishery. And I suppose um, there's areas of that now that couldn't do with restoration. So last year we started the process where we funded the uh, remediation of that of that particular, of one of the particular areas there by laying a uh, layer of uh, culch, which enables the uh, larvae or the spat from the oyster to actually settle on to promote the recovery of the reef. So it's a, a very exciting project. It's one that we have 180 hectares to do, so we'll be doing it for quite a quite a time. Um, but it's uh, it's it's been great. Um, and then I suppose more recently we've uh, started a, a new project to and it's quite an ambitious project to reseed uh, oysters in Dublin Bay. So Dublin Bay used to be an oyster fishery back up until the early 1800s. And then it suddenly came to, uh, it suddenly stopped due to, I suppose, overfishing and exploitation, but also the development of Dublin Port. So the reason why we're doing it in Dublin Bay is because, one, it's a natural kind of environment for a fishery. The water quality has improved, which is great. And what we're looking to do with the oysters is, uh, because they are a keystone species, um, what they'll do is they'll kickstart the marine environment to bring into improved biodiversity and bring back seagrass beds. So the idea is that we're launching, we're starting to hang um, oyster baskets, uh, or also known as hanging oyster gardens, uh, off the marina pontoons in Dunleary, Poolbeg, and Malahide. And they will be filled with juvenile oysters uh, who will um, survive, and the water quality would indicate that they will, um, but also they'll start to multiply and expand. And the idea is to develop a brood stock of oysters in the bay. Now, this project is a, is at least a twenty year project, um, and uh, but it's one that we're starting now, and we'll hopefully get the oysters uh, in situ in September. Uh, so it's very exciting, and uh, we've had an awful lot of help from 
lots of different people around uh, uh, BIM and the Marine Institute and UCD and everything. So it's uh, it's it's looking very exciting. I think you and your wife, Marguerite, must have an abundance of patience whenever it comes to, to projects because they all take time to come to fruition and, and even to get something up and running. There's a lot of meetings meetings and talking to the right people to get projects project like this off the ground. So for you to say that this is a 20-year project, you know, um, it's it's not something that will happen overnight nobody would imagine that it would but even you'd hope something might come to fruition in in a couple of years so you know I really admire the two of you for your patience whenever yeah. it comes to the different projects I, that's it's a very good point Sharon yeah is do you know something the help we've had has been incredible so I you're absolutely right there's an awful lot of meetings and and discussion and everything and I suppose um we, we like the the harbour master now and Tim Ryan and Dan in, in Dunleary has been hugely helpful. And I think when people kind of see where you're coming from, um, and they see what you're trying to do, they are you know they're, they're and I suppose that would be also quite quick to ask their opinion as well, uh, and um, they're very quick to offer suggestions and give you a steer, and that's been really really helpful. So th- when I say a twenty year project, I suppose the outcome will be. Uh, really felt in 20 years time but the work actually so we started we started this a while ago now but the first oysters are, will be coming into hanging in the in the oyster gardens in at the end of this month in September so what my, my our plan here is to hopefully is to start it make sure the concept uh, works uh, and that people are interested and then is to potentially expand it to you know kind of an NGO where we'll be able to get a much wider group of people involved so that the scale of the project will have the effect that it needs to so interestingly enough if you look at um, the billion oyster project in New York which actually started uh, about 15 or 16 years ago um, and the ch- the the effect that they've had on the water quality in New York Harbor has enabled things like you know, uh, whales and dolphins to start coming into the New York Harbor area. And, you know, these are really, really encouraging, um, you know, milestones that we can see that they've achieved. And, and New York Harbor is a hugely industrialized area. Dublin Bay is, is it probably doesn't, has much better water quality. So I think we have a, we have a great opportunity to have a very significant impact and hopefully quicker than, and it will be quicker than 20 years, but I would see that the, 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 the duration of this project, while, you know, ultimately, what we'd like to see is, uh, you know, oyster reefs starting to grow in Dublin Bay on their own uh, and what that will do for kind of coastal protection and erosion from storm surge and everything will be phenomenal. And what's really good about that as well is that, you know, seagrass then starts to move back in because seagrass gets pulled up with storm surge, but the oyster reefs kind of stabilize the marine um the marine bottom, which kind of helps seagrass to actually flourish and propagate. And then, of course, as we know, seagrass is such an important carbon sink, um, you know, in terms of being 35 times more effective than the rainforest. So there's, there's, you know, it's while people say, sure, I don't even like oysters, but the oysters here, they are the, they're the, the like the, 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 um, the keystone species that are enabling all of this really, really powerful environmental, um, you know, progress we made. And I suppose what, what it is, is the oyster is is uh, is a nature-based climate solution here. And that's what we're trying to tap into. Well, I personally love oysters. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's great to hear that there's going to be another brand of them coming out from a different part of the, the country. And of course, that they, they go lovely with certain drinks. 
Guinness and oysters. Can you see one of your coffees being paired with an oyster at some stage? The oysters here, what we're doing, we're using the uh, the European flat oyster, which is the native Irish oyster. Now, I'm I'm actually OK on oysters. I will eat an oyster to be polite. I don't get the whole thing of Guinness and oysters, but, you know, each to their own. Um, no, these oysters are not for human consumption. OK, and that's the really important part. These oysters are here to to provide a marine job. Um and I suppose that, you know, a lot of Dublin Bay is already protected as a special area conservation. So there's no fishing allowed in it. Um, the the oyster gardens or the, where the juvenile oysters are, are going to be in, I suppose, I wouldn't say restricted areas, but, you know, um, they'll be in areas that, you know, that any Joe Soap can't go down and lift up the basket and run off for the type of thing. There is a level of kind of control and security. But I suppose as as people understand the important role that the oysters are playing, that that would become less of an issue, but uh, no, I, I was I would hope I would hope that people won't won't take a hankering for oysters as they're uh, walking down the marinas in Dalir or or or, or Malahide. Well, look, let's move on then to Limerick. Um, yeah. Ulla and Palace Green. You have thirty acres of land there, and you're you're planting trees on on it. We are, yeah. So Woodland Coffee um, was an initiative that we uh, that we had planned. Um, I think it was probably two thousand and eighteen. I think, and then we were about to launch it the literally the week after COVID struck. So we had to delay it somewhat. But what we did was that we were looking for um, a kind of a, a you know to, we were looking to put our coffee with a kind of a, a worthwhile um, kind of environmental initiative now there's a lot of companies out there that do you know every time you go on holidays they'll plant a tree and all the rest of it we wanted to do something a little bit more transparent and authentic so rather than let's say you know pay somebody out and you know uh in a, in a foreign country to plant the tree we said we would actually go and buy the land um and then plant the trees ourselves um and that's a lot more hassle um and that's actually quite a lot more it's a lot more costly as well because you know when you see people buying or, you know, you know, um, donate one euro for a tree. A tree costs a hell of a lot more than one euro to to actually plant. So you might buy the tree for one euro if you could, but to actually make sure the tree actually to to actually grows to maturity takes a lot more effort than that, a lot more cost than that. So what we did was we 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 bought a thirty acre site, uh, and we applied for uh, permission then uh, from the um, forestry service to 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 plant that out. And in 2021, we planted that out with a, a mixed plantation of, of roughly about 27,000 uh, trees on it. And that's got a, a combination of both deciduous and then there's uh, and, and conifer trees. So it's got a bit of everything. And on the site, uh, probably the site wouldn't necessarily be an ideal site for, let's say, forestry, because it's kind of straddled with a number of electrical um, wires over it. So there's a lot of green spaces then for biodiversity because you're, you're, that's just kind of the grassland uh, for the, for that to flourish. So it's a kind of a, it's now if you looked at it, the, the trees are still pretty small. Uh, some of them are four and five foot, but they're still they're not like fifteen foot yet. But they'll get there. And do you get down there often? Do you like to go down there? Because I know you and your wife Marguerite, you're very much into nature. You like being out in nature. 
Oh, yeah. Listen, I think if I wasn't in coffee business, I'd be a farmer. And I didn't come from a farming background. So it's kind of hard to be a farmer if you don't come from a farming background sometimes. Uh, yeah, no, I love going down. So I, I, how often would I go down? I probably go down every kind of six to eight weeks. And just for a mosey, I, I'd be visiting, you know, people down in Limerick. Anyway, so it's it's an, it's a good excuse to slip over there. Um, and it's not too far off the off the beaten track. Um, so I go down there and I just, you know, take take the pictures, take the videos of, of how it's developing. And it gives me an awful lot of personal pride, um, you know, to see it all happen. And, you know, even though there's a busy main road behind us, when you get into the into the woodland, it's actually very, very peaceful. And there's loads of little drains and everything running through. And you can see the wildlife just taking taking hold all on its own. Um, and it, 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 it's, it gives me an awful lot of uh, personal kind of satisfaction to see that happening. It sounds like it's the the perfect place to indulge in a little forest bathing. It is absolutely yeah. no. It is now, the traffic is pretty loud, much. But yeah, you can you can go up the up the corner and 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 uh, and kind of get away from it somewhat. But it is it's 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 very peaceful. Sometimes when there's just nothing happening around you, um, and you just see nature do its thing, it does it. It's calming. It's calming. Yeah, definitely. So from a consumer perspective, you are very much hoping that people will choose with purpose whenever it comes to their coffee. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, we what we try to do in our business is to try to make everything very transparent, everything very authentic. Um, but both, you know, both from the coffee brands that we we've actually developed um, but even in terms of how we run our own business with, you know, in terms of how we interact with clients, it has to be there has to be uh, everything has to be authentic and if it's not authentic then it kind of doesn't work for me on a personal level um so yeah so the the, the great thing is the two brands are real people can come and see them um i think in certainly with the the new green ocean idea that there's people can start adopting the actual oyster gardens so what we do is we bring people down to to woodland to, to palace green to look at the trees as well some people are interested some people couldn't give it down they just like it happening um but some people are very very engaged with it you know so um yeah no it's uh it's a great thing and and, and i think people really start to get the idea of um you know choosing products that have purpose with them and and i, and I hope that the r2 brands uh kind of you know fulfill that and if anybody listening wants to find out more about the brands and um, the, di the different projects that you're involved in, where is the best place for them to go to? Yeah, so Woodland Coffee has its own uh, website as well, and that's uh, woodlandcoffee.ie. And we have lots of videos there of the planting and why we're doing it and what it's all about. Then Instagram as well, in terms of the updates, um, you'll see probably me walking around my camera uh, and my phone camera just just. Uh, taking bits and yabbering on about different aspects but um and that that's all that's all kind of nice then on on green ocean um there is all the work we've done in clue bay and the importance of it now so the clue bay project is a little bit more complex in terms of most people kind of understand you know you plant a tree and it does this and does that uh the the whole kind of oyster um, you know, as a keystone species is a little bit more complex. Now, people do, once it's explained, people get it straight away. Um, but there's a lot of nice videos on that. The 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 new uh, information about the, the Dublin Bay receding will be coming as well. And we'll be putting a little video together on that in terms of explaining that process and what's involved. But that website is called uh, greenoceancoffee.ie. And then, um, so for the main, for let's say the, the coffee machine, 
Mm-hmm. And the other other bits that we do, that's watermark.ie as well. So there's lots, there's lots there, and we try to tell our story as best we can and hope that people are are interested. But if they are just if they want to find out more, just drop us a line on um uh, just uh, on info at watermark.ie and it'll get it'll certainly get to me, you know. Fantastic. Well, listen, David, thanks a million for coming back on to the programme. Continued success and be sure to give my regards to Marguerite. I will, of course. Thank you very much, Sharon, for the opportunity. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.